0: Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano.
1: Hello and welcome. Hope you're having a juicy and hydrated day. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. I'm feeling feeling a little hot. Um, it is extra hot these days in Jersey. Um, so my happy hour drink for today is straight up water with some spritzes of lime to cool me off during our happy hour. All right, so I'd be excited to hear from you. You can like me on Facebook at Inspired to Health. You can follow me on Twitter at Inspired the Number Two Health and I'm on LinkedIn, and I'll spell you my name. So it, it's L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E Giordano, G-R G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn. And as I said last week, with my phone ringing, every time the phone rings, which is, this is only the second time on the show, that means that a guy has made a womb connection. So shout out to the guy who just made a womb connection at the beginning of the show. All right, so if you'd like to check out my website, you can find me at inspiredtohealth.net. Please check it out. And um, and if you'd like to give a call in today, uh, ask a question, say hello, you can reach us or reach me on the show at 866-472-5792. Alright, so today, uh, on this episode, we're doing a homage to Operation Save Uterus. So, reasons to keep your lady parts. Um, And so, one of the things that I used to love to do growing up uh, with my sister, is that we would spend hours playing the game Operation. So... Not sure if it's still as popular, but Operation was um, an electronic game where there's a picture of a man, and then there are cutouts um, with different body parts in that board. And then the goal of the game was to remove the body part without hitting the sides, because if you hit the sides um, with your tweezer like um, um, tool, the guy's nose would go off his nose would be red and it'd make a "Eh," kind of sound so my sister and i one of her favorite games i personally think that inspired her to want to become a doctor even though she didn't become a doctor but it was an interest of hers for a while and um yeah and so how that ties in with operation save uterus well Uh, In 2008, for those who are new to the show and don't know what inspired me um, and revolutionized my life, in 2008, my doctor told me I needed to have a hysterectomy because I had uterine hyperplasia, so the lining of my womb was thick, and I had irregular bleeding, and I had atypical cells. I didn't have cancer, but I was on my way to having cancer. And my gynecologist was like, Lorraine, you need to have a hysterectomy. You can't have kids. And what he provided me was a window of time. He's like, we can wait three months and come back to me and then we'll see how you're doing. Um, So on my journey to reclaiming my health, I would spend some time meditating. And for some reason, I'd be lying on my bed being like, crap, do I need to have a hysterectomy or not? Perhaps I'm paraphrasing, but this game, Operation, will pop up, and I get this, eh, no. That was one of the many signs that I received that I did pay attention to in order to save my uterus. I've talked about other signs I received, like waiting for the subway, um, like crossing paths with different people, but for today's episode, I'm giving homage to that game, Operation. And so the intention to save my uterus was named Operation Save Uterus. So um, the point of this show is to talk about ways or considerations um, for any lovely lady that's out there who was presented with um, you know, news that You might need to have a hysterectomy, or a hysterectomy is somewhere in your future type of thing because of XYZ, and we'll get into that more. Um, I'd like to share that, pay attention to A, what your body's telling you, and B, um, that there are options, there are different options out there. So, I'm going to digress for a second and then pull it back, because... I'm going to talk about a book, and the book is called The Heart and Soul of Sex, Exploring the Sexual Mysteries, and it's written by a cool lady, Gina Ogden. So this book is based on a sex survey that she did around 1997, 98. She was on the Oprah Winfrey show in 2000, I believe, but um Gina is a marriage and family therapist, a sex therapist, a researcher, a teacher, and obviously an author, because she wrote a book, and she wrote a few books. Um, I really recommend that you check out this book, but um, here's what's cool about her work and how it's tying into today's topic. So prior to Nina's survey, you know, sex was explored, like, People did research on sex. The scientific community did um, research on sex. And so, um, but those surveys were based on the behavior with the response on frequency of getting it on. So how many times are you having sex? And what are the numbers and types of orgasm, orgasms that you're having and the number of partners? So let's say I have 750 sex surveys in a matter of 60 years, um, they were basically, the foundation of them were based on the sexual response. So, um, some of the big ones were the Kinsey Survey and the University of Chicago. So those are some of the popular ones. There's a bunch of other ones. All right, but what's pretty fascinating and awesome is that Gina saw an opportunity, an area that was unexplored. And what she did in her survey, which was different from all the other ones, is that she included the connection between sexuality and spirituality. So she created a survey that did a deep dive into the meaning of sex that included emotional issues like sensitivity, love, commitment, intimacy, empathy, and self-esteem. So, there were 4,000 people who responded, 3,000 were ladies, 700 were men, Um, and here's how impactful this survey was, but 1,465 people sat down, and this was at a time when there wasn't a lot of um, texting or WhatsApping. you know, social media wasn't a big thing, but 1,465 hundred people followed up with personal letters sharing their story so just a quick couple of highlights in case you don't read the book but an important question was in what ways is sex more than physical and some of the highlight well the takeaway was 86% said sex also involves love romance and mystical union 75% said sex intensifies their inner vitality. I like that phrase, inner vitality. Kind of gives you a little perk, right? And then 47% said that they experience God during sexual ecstasy. All right, so you might be asking, Lorraine, how does this relate to keeping my lady parts? Okay, excellent question. Bear with me, I'm getting to it. All right, so Jean Ogden, based on all her experience, all the conversations she had, personal research, um, she saw <laughs> that um, that the the conversations, the feedback she was getting from women weren't being included historically in in, in the other surveys going on. And to quote her, Um, Sex survey research has been systematically shortchanging all of those women and men too by asking the wrong questions. Bam, drop the mic. So, it's my opinion. Just one lady, Operation Save Uterus, platform the woman happy hour, that believes and is pretty passionate, that there's an opportunity to go deeper in our experience experience of connecting to our lady parts by wait for it, asking different questions. So as an experiment, before we break, let's open let's open up the dialogue. So uh, you know obviously a sexual response is related to down there. Um, but let's open it up, though. Let's broaden it. Let's kind of, let's reframe it a little bit. Um, how are women responding to their relationship, to their periods, their fertility, the, um, their ability of being pregnant, perimenopause, and menopause? And what would happen if we did a deep dive, then included, rather than kind of excluded, shamed out, tabooed out, um... Issues, you know, what if we included and became aware individually and collectively um, about those periods, fertility, menopause, all those different things that a woman goes through, but included sensitivity, love, commitment, intimacy, empathy, and self-esteem related to down there. So I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. Odds are, if you're listening to this show, you aren't a Ph.D. who um, wants to do a national survey on what's going on down there. But I'm going to propose to even ask the basic question, have you considered your own personal survey? The curiosity, asking different questions related to your lady parts down there that are different than, gee, what kind of pad should I buy? Or how is my pill making, you know, what pill should I use? Should I use a copper IUD or not? Um, you know, cursing out your organs because you're feeling pain. So again, questions. Um, and on that note, we're going to take a two-minute break. And when, we'll get, when we get back, we're going to do a deep dive and explore some of those different kind of questions. We'll be back.
0: listening to The Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to The Womb Happy Hour. Hi,
1: everybody. We're back. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. You're listening to Womb Happy Hour. So today we're talking about reasons uh, to keep your lady parts down there uh, in homage of Operation Save Uterus. So prior to break, I was talking about, it's actually an old survey. It was done in the late 1990s um, by woman Gina Ogden. And there is a book that kind of um, talks about why she wanted to do the survey, the results, her inspirations, and then um, the takeaways from the result, the heart and soul of sex. So the main point to her survey was that prior to her doing this survey in particular, um, she was the first one to include spirituality and sex within a survey. It was groundbreaking. So... I think for where we are today um, 2017 I'm kind of my suggestion is uh, to open up (laughs) the topic so she kind of related it just to sex she presented certain questions different kind of questions related to sex so my point is what if we open up the topic and related to female reproductive health down there, what if we focus on different questions that historically have been asked? Um, and what if we included more spirituality uh, into the mix as how we kind of relate to our our body parts? Because it's not just physical, there's an emotional, mental, and spiritual aspect to our whole Um, biochemistry, and our health. And as time goes on, science is kind of proving that more and more and more. Um, There's still a bit of a disconnect, but science is proving it more and more and more. And so in my own personal journey with Saving My Uterus, Operation Save Uterus, I realized I was a tourist uh, hanging out in my body. I had endometriosis, I had irregular bleeding, had a lot of stuff going on that I just was pissed about and disconnected from. Um, so the shock of hearing my doctor say that I needed a hysterectomy, that's when I started asking different questions. So my point of this episode is not for you to try to get a grant to do a survey, a national survey. My point is to suggest. Um, are you asking the right questions? Is it even on your 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 um, in within your awareness to ask questions about what's your relationship to down there? So that is uh, what we're talking about. So you know, on TV, it's very product driven. You buy a pad. You buy a douche. You buy a you buy a pill. Um, and that will somehow take care of your needs down there. I guess I'm saying there's some spiritual, there's some uh, a different way to have a relationship with down there that can uh, be very rewarding and very helpful to other areas of your health as well. So... And sex is related to down there, but it is more than just a physical experience. So your body is a highly complex um, center with a lot of highly complex energy centers that connect to your emotions, your insights, your intuition, your desires. So if you're feeling good about you, your body tends to be in a healthy, open um, balanced energized strong place um, if you're feeling guilty or disconnected from you and what's going on in your life your body could ultimately reflect that that disconnection as well so miss Gina Ogden with her survey what inspired her was that she was based on her experience she was noticing that people weren't asking the right questions. They're asking them actually the wrong questions. And um, today with health, um, especially female reproductive health, are, are doctors asking the right questions? Maybe, maybe not. A lot of them do. Sometimes some of them don't. But personally, are you asking the right questions? So as an example, do you know what your uterus does for you? So do you know what its connections are? So at the end of the day, um, the stronger our connections are to ourselves and to others, um, the happier we are. And that connection also relates to how we're connecting to our physical, mental, spiritual, emotional life as well. So from a physical perspective, I think there are a lot of women that don't know uh, where their uterus is located and, um, you know its location and, and and what it does. So just as a quickie, so your uterus is physically connected to your fallopian tubes, your cervix, and your vagina. So there's a bunch of ligaments, different kind of ligaments that help support it. So the womb is a magical mystery portal that allows and nourishes a baby. Um, it gives it a nice cushy home until it's ready to be born. And if there is no baby, your uterus sheds its lining each month, and that's where you get your menstrual flow from. So, although your ovaries produce a lot of your hormones, majority of your hormones. And you know, there's certain medical people that say your uterus doesn't produce hormones, but then there's others that say says that you it does, um, and that it's it's tied to a protein that relates to. Um, When you're having sex and orgasm Um, but your uterus also um, relates to a network of blood vessels and nerves um, that direct the blood flow to the pelvis and uh, genital area so right there it's like a basic it's like and you might learn that in elementary school but then you forget maybe and every month you get your period, but you're kind of like, oh, it's just this thing I got to deal with. But it is important to know what it is. So to flip this this kind of perspective or question on its head a little bit, a new question to ask is, what's your personal connection to your uterus? Um, so do you find yourself cursing, cursing out down there? Um, do you find yourself that you don't even? You don't even um, know what it is, or you never even really thought about it. So, I had an interesting conversation with a uh, someone very close to me this week. And I was talking about the show, and I was talking about a couple of situations with clients and their wombs. And this person was like, Oh my God, I hate my uterus. Um, if I could get rid of it, I would totally get rid of it. And, um, and I was like, whoa. Um, and so, hey, I've been, you know, I was really pissed off at my health and my body. So I kind of get that I hate, I, I can understand that I hate it. But is it really that you hate your uterus or is it just that you're frustrated that at a certain points you're going through some pain or you're uncomfortable or, and what's the root cause of that? Um, and so the next question is, do you know what a hysterectomy is? So my point for talking about this thing, this topic is not to say all hysterectomies are terrible and women shouldn't have hysterectomies. Um, my point is though, if you happen to have one, do you really know what it is? And so, if you have cancer, a lot of times doctors are going to say you need to have a hysterectomy. But are you um, are you empowering yourself with um, the knowledge or the even questions to ask your doctor? Because when you get bad news, it's very stressful to have um, to know what to say, to know what to ask. So it's helpful to kind of have a baseline of information in order to kind of navigate your way through, in order to choose your best options for yourself. So, quickly, um, so some people have partial hysterectomies. So what's a partial hysterectomy? So it's when just your womb is removed and you're able to keep your cervix. A full hysterectomy is when they remove your cervix and your uterus Um, a myomectomy is removing fibroids and an oomphorectomy is for removing ovaries so it's important to know that a lot of women think well if i'm having a hysterectomy then that that means i'm having my uterus and my ovaries removed no that's not the case Um, and it's helpful to kind of baseline um, baseline these questions um, or awareness of what these you know if you hear a term from your doctor um, or you even hear a term from your girlfriend or family member to say hey um, to have follow-up questions so if we turn this question do you know what a hysterectomy is upside down so I guess the question might be why um, outside of cancer like severe cancer cases is a hysterectomy the, the ideal um, treatment for whatever is ailing me um, so on hysterectomy.org about it's written that about 90 90 percent of hysterectomies are unnecessary so Currently today in the United States, approximately 600,000 are done per year. So it is is the second most performed surgery on women. It comes in second to C-sections. So, you know, back in the day, I think the Egyptians and even Hippocrates used to think that the womb traveled around a woman um, searching for peace. So in 2017, there's still quite a large number of uteruses that are traveling outside the woman's body and being excised and taken out. So to have such a dramatic procedure, are there questions um, to, to start thinking about at an earlier age or at an age where you start Kind of noticing different symptoms, so you know, Hippocrates kind of believed in the wandering womb, which he got wrong because obviously the womb doesn't wander around the body. But Hippocrates, Hippocrates did get it right that um, the saying "Let food be thy medicine." So, are there are you seeking out ways to improve your health? So rather than focusing on, like, I'm just going to get rid of a valuable organ in my body, are you thinking about ways in order to support your health? And one low-hanging fruit is focusing on your diet. Are you too stressed? Is there a way to shift and reduce your stress? Um, because positive emotions and thoughts and actions are known to elevate your immune system. And a great book to read that I'll suggest before we go to break is um, The Biology of Belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton. Now, it's a, it's a popular book. It's been around for a while. But if you've read it, it's good to reread it. And if it's new to you, it's worth checking out. And on that note, we're going to take a break. And we'll come back on the flip side of two minutes.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. are listening to The Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredthehealth.net Now back to The Womb Happy Hour.
1: Hi, everybody. This is The Womb Happy Hour, and I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. Uh, Today we're talking about reasons not to lose your lady parts. So it's an homage to Operation Uris. So there are... um, I kicked off the show. I'm just going to say it one more time because I think this survey um, that included spirituality and sexuality that was done at the end of the 90s is still relevant today. I think... The book alone, if you're having some sexual dysfunction ladies, it's got a huge amount of resources um, at the end of the book. And um, yes, and the point of this is that Gina Ogden, the one who did this revolutionary survey, realized that the wrong, wrong questions were being asked. And so my point today is that I'm gonna pick up uh, the baton a little bit and say, I think the wrong questions are being asked Uh, not just related to sex and a survey, but how each of us um, might be focused on the old way. Um, I think this wandering womb, um, you know, a lot of women had hysterectomies due to being treated for depression and anxiety. And that didn't happen too long ago. So the word hysteria, was taking out of medical books in the late 80s. But there's still a residual, um, you know, a residual kind of thought or belief system, I think, uh, about, well, if something's not working, you're feeling pain or you're, you know, you have uh, endometriosis, you have fibroids, you have regular bleeding, you have painful periods, rather than get to the root cause, um, a lot of times the option is, well, let's just get rid of it. Let's just take it out, and then that'll make things better. So the one thing I found really interesting, and I saw this a few years ago on 60 Minutes, is that most of the medical research done, so medical research done, a lot of times is done on rats, but a lot of it was geared towards men and not necessarily women. Um, And so the majority of drugs and um, pills that people are propping, you know, a lot of the times like 50% or a little more than 50%, drugs don't work. And for women, um, we are a different kind of, uh, our biochemistry is slightly different based on our hormones and our female reproductive uh, process, our monthly cycle. And so, you know, I, I think that from a medical, traditional medical perspective, there's an opportunity to kind of fine tune um, questions being asked or research being done related to women's issues. But personally, that um, it's easy to just kind of get used to, we have some womb connections being made since Louie's barking, yay. All right, but there's an opportunity for um, a different kind of survey, including some spirituality, including uh, sensitivity, love, uh, forgiveness, uh, self-esteem, self-confidence, self-worth. Pulling that into the questions that we ask ourselves in our relationship to down where it's not just about products, it's about a deep, intimate connection. Wow, we got a lot of womb connections today. Okay, so hysterectomies. Um, are you aware, Then here's a traditional question that's definitely worth asking, but are you aware of the potential side effects of whacking your uterus? There, there are side effects. And uh, some of them, and because I had endometriosis, this is important to know, having a hysterectomy doesn't cure endometriosis. So there are a lot of women who have had Hysterectomies who have had their uteruses removed and still aren't excruciating pain. I think that's that's sad, and I think building some more awareness about that is important. So as with any surgery, because it is surgery, um, it's the risks are blood clots, infection, and bleeding. But um, there potentially could be damage to your urinary tract, your bladder, and your rectum. And possible weakness of pelvic muscles and ligaments that support your vagina and, and bladder and rectum. So, um, you know, sometimes women have a prolapse uterus and they're advised to sometimes have a, have a hysterectomy. Um, But how does that kind of influence or impact um, the geography and location of your different organs, of your muscles, your ligaments? Um, So it's important to ask questions to your doctor um, to address um, potential risks and side effects. So some women feel great after having a hysterectomy. And again, I'm not saying not to have a hysterectomy. What I'm saying is that are there questions you can ask so that you feel empowered and you feel excellent in your choice um, and that you're you're knowledgeable about what you're doing. Um, so adhesions are, is scar tissue. So the minute you cut into your body, your, your body is reacting and it's creating scar tissue. So sometimes, um, like even with endometriosis, like you go in to clean up adhesions, the fact that you're going in, it might stimulate more um, scar tissue growth. And some women, after a hysterectomy, their um, sex, their stimulation is not the same. Not some people, there's no impact, but some, some women have a seriously hard time having sex. And um, some women feel a deep sense of loss or, or even depression. Um, and so, again, I think some of the side effects, you know, if you go in to have your uterus removed but then the doctor also takes away your ovaries, that's a different kind of surgery than you're expecting. So it's important to ask your doctor and kind of um, talk about potential outcomes and what you're comfortable with or not comfortable with. At least know going in what potentially could happen. And that's where knowing the difference between a partial hysterectomy, a full hysterectomy, um, having your fallopian tubes removed versus your ovaries removed um, is important. And knowing um, what kind of surgery you're having. So, is it an abdominal surgery? Is it laparoscopic? Um, There are different types of surgery, and there are more serious. So, an abdominal surgery is typically when they're, you know, you might have cancer and they're taking away a lot of organs versus laparoscopic. Which they're doing a few smaller incisions versus a vaginal surgery where they cut through a little piece of your vagina and they go in and get your uterus. So it's important to note the type. Um, so that's some traditional questions to talk about with your doctor. Um, but, you know, as far as new questions, are there. the new question to maybe consider from a spiritual perspective from an energetic perspective are you aware of the potential side effects currently of you possibly drinking too much are you aware of the potential side effects of you smoking I think I said a couple weeks ago that smoking is uh very harsh on the ovaries, they don't like that. If your ovaries are a little off, your hormonal balance is off, and that can create different um, risks with your health. So, are you aware of how impactful swallowing your emotions are? If you're not speaking your truth, if you're kind of shutting down on how you're feeling, over time how is that kind of showing up in your body last week we had a great uh, guest gail damiano who was talking about polycystic ovarian syndrome you know she talked a lot about plastics and um, quality of water and so are you paying attention to the toxins in your food the toxins in the products that you're using Um, how are you opening up Or shutting down on the relationships that you're having your dreams your creative impulses if you have any sexual trauma or any trauma at all are you seeking ways to heal it Um, so are you are you paying attention on the day-to-day basis of the potential side effects of some of these things i just listed out and um You know, what concerns me a little bit is like watching TV, if you watch reality shows, and all these different kind of shows, it shows a lot of women boozing it up. And so, I mean, my show is called The Womb Happy Hour. I appreciate a good cocktail, a nice glass of wine. Back in the day, I drank way too much. But alcohol has a significant impact uh, on your liver, and when your liver is a little jammed up, it affects your hormonal flow. Your your ability to clear, and it also stores a lot of anger. So um, a lot of times, even from my own personal journey, I wasn't I didn't I knew I was kind of frustrated with some of my stuff from my childhood, certain stuff with my career, a lot of anger. I didn't really know how to how to let it release it, Um, and so Operation Save Uterus. Um, provide an opportunity for me to, rather than say focus my attention on having my uterus removed I focused on what can I remove that wasn't healthy in my life and it wasn't just about food and it wasn't just about chemicals it was a lot of this um, anger, frustration a lot of this crap repressed, swallowed buried stuff that I was, I was carrying around, so I think Asking a new kind of question and how that impacts your health personally. So listen, I'm making up these questions because I just think they might be helpful. But there are definitely other questions for you to, for you to ask. No one's going to come around and ask you for your survey on your relationship to down there. I'm just suggesting ask some different questions. Step outside your box. No pun intended. All right, so on that note, um, we're going to come up with uh, a couple of more new questions when we get back from break. Um, but yeah, if your doctor were to tell you you needed to have your uterus removed, do you think that would make you healthy? And I'd like you to marinate on that while we take a break in two minutes. We'll be back.
0: Listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredthehealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Lorraine Giordano, your host on the Womb Happy Hour. We are talking about different kind of questions to ask. But we're also talking about traditional questions to ask. Let's say if you have to have a hysterectomy. Um, And you know what? These questions relate to if you're going to have a myomectomy, if you're going to have an oomphermectomy. And I think I just said that wrong. But a myomectomy is when you remove uh, fibroids. Uh, The oomphermectomy. And I'm saying that wrong. But it's... uh, It's when you're removing your ovaries so Angelina Jolie she uh, that was a big story a few years ago because of the BRCA1 BRCA2 gene Um, she had her ovaries removed um, electively and so there is a bit of a trend to kind of just get rid of our organs Rather than trusting in the healing ability uh, that we have. And cancer is a big deal. That stuff is no joke. And so I'm not saying not to do any of these procedures. I'm just saying because it is so personal and it can have a dramatic impact that for any ladies out there, whether you're, you know, 15 years old or you're, 72, um, it's important to kind of connect to uh, what would be the most beneficial outcome for you. Um, and I think asking different kind of questions than historically are being asked when it comes to these kind of surgeries um, is helpful. because hysterectomies, I was saying that before, but I'll say it again, There's about 600,000 wombs being removed uh, in the United States. It's the second most performed surgery done on women, second to a C-section. And and if you could check it out on uh, hysterectomy.org, there's (laughs) information out there stating stating that 90% of hysterectomies are unnecessary. So... If 90% of hysterectomies are unnecessary, what is going on? Ladies, like, that's why I think this survey, internal survey, internal connection, internal questioning, and internal, like, enhancing our connection to down there can have rippling positive effects. It did in my life, and I'm passionate about, I think it can have a positive effect on other women as well um, the one thing I want to say about removing fibroids and this is a side note um, but a lot of doctors were using a tool called a morcelator uh, in order to help remove fibroids and they were using it for other surgeries as well so morcelators do not cause cancer however the FDA A couple of years ago um, put out notice that morcellators, is possible that it spreads cancer. So if a woman is having a procedure and um, a morcellator is used, it's possible that it's spreading based on how how it works. I don't want to get too graphic, but it, it could be potentially spreading cancer cells. So again, it's important to, to be aware and then to ask questions. So um, the other question that I think is important to, to ask is, did you get a sec- second opinion? So that's a traditional question. That's been around for a really long time, but it's really important. So, if you're hearing information that just is not landing, is not resonating well with you, are you going to get a second opinion? Would you even go for a third opinion, fourth opinion, um, to really kind of make sure that you're you're uh, you're feeling good about whatever choice you're going to make? Now, the new question on that, a different perspective on that, is that: Are you willing to ask for support? different kind of support so the one thing i feel is that a lot of women and a lot of people overall we're not necessarily trusting our intuition and we're not necessarily trusting in our body to heal and why is that i mean we're bombarded with amazingly crazy um commercials from pharmaceutical companies that are like oh just take this pill and Um, You might suffer with 40 50 different side effects from this popping this pill, but we'll help you with this one condition So it's kind of like we're kind of honed into trained to think that our healing ability is somewhere outside of us It's going to the doctor. It's having a test. It's taking a pill. It's removing an organ or Taking a piece of an organ all that stuff. That's been traditionally done but prior to that Like thousands of years ago, healing was a bit more natural. Um, You know, women in tribes were connected. You know, there were specific healer women, midwives, um, medicine women who were in tune with how to help people heal. So the one other question is, have you thought about reaching out to someone to help you Trust your intuition. So whether it's an energy healer. So someone who's, I'll use her as an example again because it was last week, but Gail Damiano. um, She's an energy healer and she's experienced polycystic ovarian syndrome. So working with someone in support. Because when you go to the doctor, um, I'm I'm a bit still like, I wanna flee to see the crime, I wanna get out. Um, when you go to a healer person, alternative healer, whether that's a Reiki person, you know, there's so many different different healing modalities, um, you know, I work people, but are you, you know, are you open to trying something new for you to connect to your intuition, for you to connect to your own healing ability? That's something to consider and something to ask yourself. Um, Even if it's acupuncture, which is a bit more traditional now, but what are you willing to do in order to reclaim your life? What are you willing to stop or change in order to save an organ, in order to reclaim your health? Because this woman that I was talking to, my good friend, was like, I ate my uterus, she's a big smoker. And so, are you willing to give up smoking in order to reclaim your health? as an example. So, before we break today, I'd like to do a special shout out to my friend. I'm gonna call her GE. She's a great lady, she's a special friend of mine, and she's going in for surgery tomorrow. And she's having fibroids removed and a couple of cysts. And she's been going through, it's been a crazy story for her, but she's having this procedure done tomorrow morning. So. For all the ladies out there um, who are having some procedure that's coming up, I send you positive healing vibes. I like to send my friend, GE, positive healing vibes as well. And um, may your healing process uh, be smooth and quick. And so, we're gonna wrap it up. I hope you um, are open <laughs> to asking different questions. Because again, it's not like I'm gonna come knocking your door and say, hey, how's your survey doing about your lady parts down there? It's very personal, it's very intimate. Um, but I would say have fun with it, be creative, use your imagination. Because your womb, your hysterectomy, whether you have one or not, it's still the energy of it. It is a magical mystery portal. It is how we get here. And on that note, I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to have a juicy, hydrated day tomorrow um, as well as today. And we'll be back next week. If you'd like to connect with me, you can like me on Facebook at inspired to health Follow me on Twitter at Inspired2Health. And find me on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. You're listening to The Womb Happy Hour.
0: Thank you for joining us for The Womb Happy Hour. Be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host, Lorraine Giordano, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have an excellent week.